Welcome to This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Now is your chance to get caught up in all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now here's your host, Gene Destro. This week, we're talking to a product design expert, author, and educator about how the gadgets we use every day are becoming more human. Not necessarily in the flesh and blood, hey, let's go have a beer kind of way, but in the, hey Siri, where's the closest Starbucks kind of way and beyond. In her book, My Robot Gets Me, How Social Design Can Make Products More Human, Carla Diana looks into the pros and cons of making it easier for us to communicate and interact with our devices. In the past, we're used to having products like, let's say, your microwave oven that might have a message built in, and that message might happen through a simple beep, but it's still a message that says your popcorn is ready, your food is hot, etc. And they're kind of pre-baked in messages. Whereas what we're seeing now is more and more products that are able to give us messages on the fly, if you will. So they can make decisions and put together messages that respond to what's happening in the moment, to what a person is saying or doing, and to what the context of the interaction is. So in other words, a microwave oven can now say, you have a party coming up. I see it on your calendar. Do you want to heat the appetizers? And all of that is being informed by many different pieces of information as opposed to this pre-baked message. The field of social robotics is really, it's an academic one, but it's built on this premise that the best way that we could control a product is by not having to learn something new, but by simply approaching it with what we know as a human being. So if I had, let's say, a smart oven, instead of putting in a code, can I just talk to it? Or can I just place a certain food on it and have it understand what that food is? In other words, can I walk in the room and approach the product knowing what I know about social interaction as a human being and have that be the way that I control my ovens and my microphones and my speaker systems, etc. Um, so it has to do with talking, it has to do with gesture, it has to do with um, understanding messages, and some of them mo might be literally verbal messages like what we see from one of our um, what I'm calling agents, these conversational agents, or, you know, we do get used to shorthand and languages that products have, like blinking green is usually something good and something ready, and, and flashing red is usually something amiss and might be um, needing to be dealt with. It sounds like the idea is that we're going to be able to interact more naturally in a more human way with our appliances or other gadgets. So my question is, why would we want to do that? Why would I want my stove to be more intuitive? You would want your stove to be more intuitive because there are a lot of factors that go into planning and preparing a meal, let's say. And we can give an oven just sort of one sliver of that information, like setting a temperature, for a certain number of minutes. 
But there is a bigger context in which that exchange takes place, which is planning a party, which is cooking a number of different things at the same time, which is wanting to have things maybe be more heated or more browned. And by having a social exchange, you can fine-tune some of that planning in a way that is facilitated by the product. So the product asks you, your party is starting at 8, do you want to start heating now because it reads your calendar, let's say, and it's actually giving you a message, whether it's spoken or whether it's in some series of lights or in some kind of display. And it's giving you that in human language rather than you having to pull out an instruction manual and say, hmm, you know, how do I tell the oven that I want it to preheat things when my party starts. So it sounds like to me that some of the information or some of the expertise that actual chefs have, professional chefs, are going to start being built into maybe our kitchen appliances so that just your regular Joe on the street who wants to bake something or make something in the kitchen can get a professional kind of result even if they don't know anything about cooking. Is that what you're telling me? Well, I think saying that it will be a professional result is is a bit of a stretch because it's not really about being professional, but it's more about having a smoother, definitely more complex and more intuitive exchange with the product. And why should I think that that's good? So you should think that that's good because we take for granted all of what I call in the book or what I refer to as the cognitive load using our products. And we feel that load sometimes when we get really frustrated because our device isn't responding to us and we want to throw the remote control across the room, let's say. But sometimes we take that cognitive load for granted. But there's a lot that's going on in our brains to tell us, oh, okay, I've got to set the timer. To set the timer, I have to push these three buttons at the same time. To push these three buttons, I need to think about this and I need to remember that it's going to beep once and that beep means this. And there's just a lot of translating what is the language of the machine and in these more complicated products, the language of a computer into something that we understand as the language of a human being. And so the book is really all about how we think about future products and how we prepare ourselves for future products that would take some of that cognitive load away. And you look at that then as a positive for just your average everyday consumer, that this is going to be a good thing then? I look at it as a designer as a really good thing. So as a person who works in the creation of new products, it allows me to think about an easier way to control things and interact with things, as well as a more pleasant way. Like there are these moments of delight. Now with that being said, there's certainly a lot of caveats around things that are not good. And part of the what I want about the book is for people to understand what's happening behind the scenes with their products so that they also understand what kind of information is being taken in and what the pitfalls of that might be. And can you give me some examples of some of the things that we might want to look at a little bit more carefully as we go forward then? Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I caution about has to do with persuasion. 
So the more comfortable we get with a product and the more we start to have this almost human social exchange, the more we might be susceptible to a company that's not in our best interest and wants to spend more money than we need to on certain products or wants to sell us sugary sodas that aren't good for our teeth and our waistlines, for example. And this exchange, while it's more pleasant, is also making us more susceptible to that. And that becomes of particular concern when we talk about vulnerable populations, being people with cognitive disabilities or people like young children. So there's that. And then there are, you know, larger privacy issues. So one of the things that I talk about in the book is how a camera is what I call an everything sensor and is starting to be used a lot more. And microphones. We're, we're used to, you know, something like the Amazon Echo has a, a series of microphones in it in order to understand our words. And when we have cameras and microphones hidden embedded in our products in our homes, they're taking in a lot of information that could then be collected. So that's a big concern for a number of reasons in terms of protecting our privacy and protecting our private spaces. And beyond that, there are also a lot of concerns about security vulnerabilities. So people with less noble intentions, you know, people who are interested in theft, people who are interested in invasion and hacking our products. So it's important for the average person to be informed and educated about how these products work. That was author Carla Diana talking about her new book, My Robot Gets Me, How Social Design Can Make Products More Human. You can find it now wherever books are sold, including Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. And that's it for now. Stay happy and healthy, and we'll see you again next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news on 93.5-1590-WAKR and WAKR.net. <laughs>